This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 611 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Visit them at kppusa.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Lisa Waisaki. Lisa is an author, equine clinician, and motivational speaker who trains horses for and consults with therapeutic riding programs across the country. She is the author of My Horse, My Partner, Horse Country, and her latest, The Opium Equation, which is a rollicking good time murder mystery starring her character, Cat and Wright. Today's tip is about dealing with spooky, scary, horse-eating obstacles. But first, a word from today's sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. Well, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we talk a lot about Kentucky Performance Products, and that's because they are a name you can trust to give you the most value for your supplement money. Kentucky Performance Products offers supplements designed to target specific problems that are made with high-quality ingredients included at effective levels. The company's supplements are intended to complement, not compete, with your dressage horse's current feeding program, guarding against over-supplementation, and each product is backed by sound research and the money-back satisfaction guarantee. And today, we'd like to talk to you about Nalox, the original equine antacid. It's recommended by veterinarians and leading horsemen as a way of maintaining a healthy stomach, which reduces the risk of ulcers. Nalox can be given daily to horses exposed to stressful conditions or as needed when shipping, competing, or during stall confinement. You know, you can learn about Nalox and all the products at Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Now, enjoy today's tip. Welcome back, Lisa Wysocki, my favorite author, and author of My Horse, My Partner, really fun and awesome book to do cool stuff with your horse. What, ha- what sort of great tip do you have us, for us today? We're going to talk about obstacles today. And a lot of people have problems getting their horse to go over an obstacle, go through an obstacle, or navigate an obstacle in some way. And it could be a jump, it could be a trail obstacle, it could be a water hazard. So we're going to talk about how to get your horse accustomed to that and moving through it freely and safely. So obstacles today are uh, something that is going to impinge your forward movement. Exactly. You have to go over it or through or, it or, or under it. it. Okay. Yes. yes. I like that. So, Let's do it. For example, um, on, on my farm, we have an area just outside of our fence that we need to tre- trim the trees. And the tree, but until we've, we've gotten that done... I have to actually bend down over my horse's shoulder to get through it to get out to the trail. Mm. So, you know, it, it's an <laughs> obstacle in that I have to bend down, I have to get out of my riding position, bend down, keep my head lower than my horse's neck, and go through it. And a lot of horses, you know, they don't want to, they also have to drop their head, and otherwise their face is going to get smacked by branches, and they don't want to do that. So, you know, we talk about how to get your horse accustomed to do that, and it's all about baby steps. 
So, you know, for example, if you've got a horse who doesn't want to go over a jump, for example, maybe the jump is on the trail, maybe the jump is um, in the arena, you have to kind of stop and look at it from the horse's perspective. Get it exactly at the horse's height. Where Where is your horse's eye? And for some people, that might mean you have to stand on a stool uh, or a mounting block. Uh, for other people, you might have to crouch down if you've got a pony uh, or if you're taller. And what is that horse seeing? And then imagine seeing that um, in grayer tones because horses don't see reds and oranges as well as we do. So they see, th- and, and a lot of the other colors are kind of muted by a light gray overlay. So, you know, imagine what the horse is seeing. And then imagine what the horse might be smelling. And then imagine what the horse might be hearing. So you put all that together, and then you break that obstacle down and say, okay, this is, what, this is what I know about my horse, and I think this horse isn't going over the jump because maybe, maybe it's, there's a little bit of wind and the, the rail is rattling in the cups, and he's hearing the sound. The sound makes him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or maybe um, looking at the angle of, of the obstacle – my horse can't see what's on the other side. Or maybe if it's a water hazard, you're asking the horse to walk through a creek, your horse can't tell whether the water is half an inch deep or six feet deep. So once you understand why and what, then you can figure out the how. And you do it very small, very tiny things. If your horse doesn't want to walk through the creek, well, create another water hazard that's maybe the size of a small mud puddle. And walk, you start walking your horse through it daily, and maybe you only get your horse's one foot in there. But it's a slow process, and you can't expect instantaneous results. You have to go slowly and at your horse's pace. So, so when you're approaching an obstacle, for the case of this tip, um, mm-hmm. you're approaching an, a small log on the trail. It's a trail that yeah. you guys have been down before, mm-hmm. and the horse is fine with the trail but this is this log just fell down recently and you've not seen this log before and it's maybe 10 or 12 inches high yeah and there's a mud puddle under it he's seen that mud puddle before but he's never seen the log before right how what what is a good you know you get 15 feet from it he stops in his tracks he puts his ears up he says you know mom i think i'm going to back up and try to head for home Mm -hmm. what's the very next thing i need to do a couple of things we tend to rush our horses. We tend to want to, the horse to operate on our time frame when we have to operate on theirs. And so I want to stand there with my horse until my horse is relaxed. And then I'm going to try and get that horse to walk forward. And um, the horse may walk forward and with some encouragement, going very slowly and with me using some firm uh, voice commands or voice language with my body being very businesslike even on, uh, you know, in the saddle. Um, I might be able to encourage my horse to go up there. Um, but typically, it, it, that is something that you may have to just dismount and lead your horse up to and lead your horse over. Um, that, that might be the, the safer route. Um, oh, also so- knowing that, you know, a horse like that might jump over that log and that horse might jump six feet in the air. <laughs> so get out of the way, log. folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, this is, so- a, this is a good point, though, that if you're a trail rider, which is something I do a lot of nowadays, mm-hmm. I should take the time when I'm not, when I am either on the trail or at home, when I have an opportunity to navigate an obstacle that 
simulate something I would see on the trail, a mud puddle with a log over top. Yeah. I should I should try getting off, even if I don't have to. The horse is just fine. Try yeah. getting off and leading the horse over it just so you know if yeah. you ever have to do it and it's a scary object, you know how your horse is going to react. And your exactly. horse knows how you're going to react. Exactly. Another th- I'm going to put another star next to that now, one. Now, here's, here's the, the, another scenario about that is horses have a much better feel, I think, than humans do about what is safe and what is not. So, for example, if, you're, if you encounter a bridge on the trail, um, that horse probably has a better feel for whether that bridge is safe to cross than you do. And you, you go back to the log and the mud puddle scenario, well, maybe, maybe that's, the mud is pretty slippery or it's pretty deep. So when you get off and, and you're kind of walking up there with your horse, you can then kind of see the scenario a little bit better and from a different perspective than you can when you're actually on the horse. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're right. You're, you're going to see a very different picture from on the ground than you did from seven feet above the ground. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and you're going to have a feel for, is, is the footing really dangerous, um, or, or is my horse just being um, silly, or is my horse just being lazy? And you'll get a better feel for exactly what's going on. Oh, good idea. Write that down. Okay, so when you have an obstacle, now... Let's say, for example, that you have a horse, very popular sport nowadays are these competitive obstacle courses. Yes. Some of them that require speed, some that require accuracy, some that require both. Let's say, for an example, that your horse is afraid of the bridge obstacle on your obstacle course when you go to a competition. They usually make them out of... It's, you know, four or six inches off the ground, and it's just solid planks all the way across, and it's designed to be safe, but your horse doesn't know that. What are some things I can do to get my horse to the point where he's no longer terrified of that? Well, here's here's a couple things. Sometimes in competition, you don't have the opportunity to go up to the obstacle ahead of time. Sometimes you do. Um, but a lot of times you don't. I mean, you go into to the pen or the, the competition area, and you're supposed to go right through the course. I'm a huge believer in allowing your horse to watch other horses. I think horses learn by watching other horses. And if, if your horse sees other horses going through, um, many times it can diffuse any kind of fear that your horse might have when he actually comes upon that object. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So number one, you're going to let the horse watch other people go, and hopefully you're not the first one going through the course. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If you can take your horse up to the obstacle ahead of time, sometimes you can. Um, Never push your horse out of his comfort zone. Let him him take all the time he wants or all the time that you have just to to hang out there. If if your horse, you know, he's kind of doing the splay-legged thing and blowing through the nose and, you know, all the signs that the horses give us that they really don't want to go any closer, just push him a little closer than he's comfortable and then just relax. Just You just stand there and it's like you're just passing the time of day. He's going to pick up on your casual body language that everything's just fine. And so then you can take another step closer and another step closer and all of a sudden you're on top of the the bridge or whatever it is, and you're going over it, and everything's fine. Uh, but again, we don't want to rush our horses, because if you rush your horse and push him too much out of his comfort zone, you'll never get him back to that obstacle. Or if you do, it'll take months. So in the situation, because wooden bridges or things that simulate wooden bridges are a very, very common thing that yes. horses are afraid to, to touch. Yes. Um, would... I'm, I'm guessing that doing groundwork with your horse, a really well-established 
groundwork where he trusts you and he's going to follow your lead literally yes. is going to be very useful for something like this. Oh, that's right? a great point. And, you know, I'm a huge believer in ground driving. And I talk about that a little bit in, in my book, My Horse, My Partner. Um, something else I haven't tried yet with my – I know how to ground drive, but I haven't yes. tried that with my current horse. Yes. Another thing and to write down. Wonderful. It's wonderful to ground drive through an obstacle course. It, it really is great because when you're leading your horse through like a trail course or an obstacle course, your horse is right there and you're right there and so the horse is picking up on, on the visual cues and your body energy and everything's fine. But when you're ground driving your horse, your horse is out there all by himself and he really has to step up or she has to step up and be the brave one who's going through it first all by themselves. That's and it really builds confidence. Tip. Wow, that I, again, light bulb moment for Coach Jen here. If you teach your horse to, obviously you want to teach your horse to ground drive before you sure. try to do it through obstacles, but if you have a good relationship with your horse ground driving, that's a great way to help introduce new obstacles. Yep. If you're one of those riders or if you're a horse and rider pair, that when things start to go awry under saddle, yep. you as the rider have a tendency to to send the wrong message to your horse. Yes. So this is a great way for the rider to be still on the ground, but but encourage the horse to be the leader in the situation. And when you're on their back, to some degree, they have to be a little bit of the leader there. And that's a yep. great way to work with that. I'm going to suggest that to some of my obstacle, obstacle course riding friends because this has become incredibly popular. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, wow. Yeah. It's great fun. And, you know, there's there's – measurable results immediately immediate results that you can get from going through any kind of an obstacle course whether you're riding or you're you're leading or you're driving and i think that's one of the reasons um it's so popular um because you know right away whether you did well or not and it's a real fun kind of a challenge i think the horses like it too but by ground driving through it really builds your horse's confidence and uh, when you get back up on, on the saddle then boom that just transfers right on over that's awesome Another batch of fantastic tips from Lisa Wysocki. Tell all of our listeners where they can find you and where they can go to get your really great book, My Horse, My Partner, because now I have to open my copy back up and take notes. <laughs> it's lisawysocki.com. Wysocki is W-Y-S-O-C-K-Y, and the books are available in stores and online everywhere. Da-da-da-da. Thanks again, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Well, there you go. To listen to all of Lisa's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the Experts drop-down menu on the left. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's tip has been brought to you by Nalox. Ask for Nalox by Kentucky Performance Products at your local feed store or visit them online at kppusa.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.